I'm Mr. Marvel, and it's my job to catch you up on all the things going on in the MCU. So settle in, and let's not waste another minute. Welcome to episode 16. Today, I am going to be breaking down Disney Plus's Miss Marvel episode one, Generation Y. Now, going into this series, I was very skeptical as Miss Marvel was first introduced back in the 1970s. However, this was not the Miss Marvel you are thinking about, as the original Miss Marvel was none other than Carol Danvers. Confusing, right? I mean, she didn't even receive the title of Captain Marvel until 2012. Then, seven years later, she got her titled movie, welcoming her into the MCU. Now, Kamala Khan was not introduced until 2013, making her debut in Captain Marvel number 14, then finally receiving a solo in 2014. When Miss Marvel was the talk of a Disney Plus show, I was extremely excited as this would have been a chance for my guy, Black Bolt, to appear on TV again. However, after the trailer and the months leading up to the premiere, they had completely changed her powers and how she would obtain them, leaving me pretty upset as the Terrigen Mist would not play a role in this show. Oh well, let's jump into this breakdown, but before I do, I must warn you that this episode will be full of spoilers. So if you have not watched Miss Marvel Episode 1 yet, I highly advise that you watch it first, then come back here to listen. Starting off with this incredible opening. I mean, so much animation is going on that I was a bit confused. Not that I wasn't paying attention, but I was really trying to catch everything that was going on. I mean, her doodles were so intriguing that I had to look at every aspect, even to the point I caught Goose the cat, who we last saw in the 2019 movie Captain Marvel, making me question this because how would anyone know about Goose? Now, she did mention Scott Lang's podcast, and it sounds like he spilled all the details about the final battle in Endgame and the Infinity Stones. But how would he have even known about Goose? I don't want to get hung up on that, but it just doesn't add up for me. Even the fact that Kamala's depiction of Captain Marvel shows her ever-changing hairstyles. Moving on here, did you catch the names on Kamala's high school? They did a quick frame on the established sign, and it lists out the key creators, designers, and artists who have been involved with the Miss Marvel comics. I thought this was a nice nod to them, as without these key creators, we wouldn't be watching the series today. One thing that I thought was really interesting was the scene where Kamala was mashing up different characters with Captain Marvel. It was a great way to tie in some pretty accurate comic book depictions, like the Sorceress Supreme variant was when Captain Marvel learned magic from Doctor Strange. Even the zombie Captain Marvel 
Thanks, What If. However, the most interesting scene from this episode was that of Kamala and Bruno sitting on top of the roof. The neon sign, though backwards, it clearly reads Edison Electric. This probably went right over your head, but this is the base of Miss Marvel's first supervillain, the inventor. Now, Marvel has stated that this supervillain will not make an appearance in the show, but hear me out. Her best friend, Bruno, is an inventor. Could he become the villain? I mean, he is clearly a genius making these little toys and tech gadgets. Um, he also had the MIT site pulled up on his computer. I mean, isn't the villain usually the guy that is always there for you until you get your powers and then he becomes useless? At least that's how the story of my super ex-girlfriend played out. So could it happen here? But then again, he could just be the guy in the chair. I will be very interested in seeing how his story plays out alongside of Kamala Khan. Let's talk about my favorite Deadpool reference here, as every superhero has to do a superhero landing. Kamala daydreams herself sneaking out of the house, swinging off a branch and landing the most perfect superhero landing. However, in reality, she leaps out the window, grabs the branch, and it breaks, leaving Kamala on her ass and the broken branch on top of her. I just hope in the coming episodes, she is given a chance to redeem herself and land that superhero landing. As they are arriving at AvengerCon, how many of y'all caught that this is Camp Lehigh? That's right, the birthplace of the one and only Captain America. Well, also Hydra. But either way, having the Star Spangled Man theme song playing in the background was most fitting for this scene. Now, this Avenger Con was definitely a bootlegged Comic Con. However, people came out prepared for this event dressed head to toe. I mean, we had cosplayers dressed as everything from the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, Drax, Thor, Ant-Man. There were Asgardians and even the dancing girls from Captain America, the first Avenger. We even had a booth that ripped on America's ass, which had a drawing of Steve Rogers with the caption saying, you're welcome, America. Wait, jumping back to Thor and the Asgardians, did you catch the booth that was handing out flyers for new Asgard tours? This definitely gives us a little bit of a timeline here and our first real look at the advertising for new Asgard beyond what we have seen leading up to the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder movie. But it would be really awesome if there was actually an Avenger con. I mean, how awesome would that be? And 
a little rumor running on the interwebs this week is that it's actually very possible this could become a real thing, which makes me think I need to do a Mr. Marvel's prediction right here, right now. Now, if you have heard my guest spots on the Earth 894 podcast, they have dubbed that title for me as every time I'm on, I make a prediction and it pretty much comes true every time. So I'm going to say right here that the first Avenger Con will happen in Atlanta, Georgia. Basically, it's the home of Marvel. So this is where it needs to happen. And if you haven't heard my predictions with Mr. Marvel, or if you haven't been listening to the guys over at the Earth 894 podcast, give them a listen. They are awesome and put on amazing, amazing shows. So make sure you are following at Earth 894 podcast on all social media platforms and check them out on Spotify, Apple podcast, you name it. They are there. Give them a listen. It's going to be amazing. All right, getting back on track now. We are now leading up to the long-awaited Captain Marvel costume contest, which Kamala is so nervous about, she left her proton gloves that Bruno made for her in the bathroom. He's definitely going to become our villain now, for sure. But luckily, Kamala had something with her that was once owned by her great grandmother. And once Kamala is able to open and put on this bangle, it awakens her powers. Giving me some really big Shang-Chi vibes here because, I mean, he put on, you know, these 10 rings that were owned by his father and it gave him powers. Now, with the Affinity Stones are gone, are we going to start seeing more superheroes? Gaining powers by putting on family heirlooms? I don't know. I just hope there's a lot more to this and maybe that she does have, you know, some sort of inhuman DNA that's just been laying dormant and this bangle did unlock that power. I also want to know more about, you know, her great grandmother. I hope Marvel gives us some flashbacks here because once these cosmic colors wrapped around her, we were taken to what I can only assume was another plane. I mean, we saw what resembled people, yet their eyes were glowing and they really didn't look that friendly. But she brushes it off as she is rushed up to the stage. Now, with all the yelling, the cheering, the flash photography, it's putting Kamala into a panic as she reaches out and then bam, these crystalline looking structures appear over the head of the audience. But whatever they are, they are forming from her hand that has the bangle on it. And as she tries to shake them off, she starts shooting them around and she shoots one right into the head of a giant Ant-Man display, decapitating him and resulting in utter chaos. I mean, catching one of the contestants, Zoe, 
who happens to be this girl from her school with a giant swinging Mjolnir. Now, as Zoe is swinging back and forth, holding on to this giant Mjolnir for her life, she loses her grip, falling to the ground. Though Kamala is at least 30 feet away, she reaches out to catch her. And we get that somewhat comic accurate result as her hand and arm grow and stretch away from her body, catching Zoe just in time, leaving Kamala in shock. Bruno rushes over and they both run away to head home. Wrapping up our breakdown of Disney Plus's newest series, Miss Marvel. Now, all I can say is what I said before at the beginning of this episode. I am very skeptical going into this series, but I hope that Marvel is able to turn it around and make this a really awesome and exciting PG Marvel series. Now, Marvel did deliver something pretty awesome right off the start. They gave us a credit scene, which features the return of the DDC. That's right. The Department of Damage Control, who we last saw back in Spider-Man No Way Home. And they are clearly on the hunt for a new superhuman as the footage from AvengerCon has gone viral. Speaking of going viral, let's check out the results of this week's Instagram games, starting off with our new one, Mondays with Mr. Marvel's Minutes. To kick off this week, I dropped some trivia from the 1970s, all about Miss Marvel. However, you know this Miss Marvel as Captain Marvel now making these questions on a little bit of the harder side question number one which x-men villain did miss marvel fight in issue number six was it eunice the untouchable grotesque the cobalt man or sauron and the answer was grotesque So congratulations to Sean, 18, type R, Ashley Race, and Tyler Martin, 0727, for getting this one right. Question number two, which physical problem did Miss Marvel suffer from? Was it drug addiction, heart disease, diabetes, or alcoholism? Well, the answer was alcoholism. So way to get it right. Ashley Race, Pixie Dust Sammy, Tyler Martin 0727, and the Earth 894 podcast. Question number three, which X-Men villain debuted in Miss Marvel issue number nine? Was it Warhawk, Deathbird, my personal favorite, Caliban, or Arcade? Well, the correct answer was 
Deathbird. Way to go again, Tyler Martin, 0727, and Earth894 Podcast for getting this answer correct. These were definitely some tough ones for sure. But if I had told you the answer was actually in the picture for each question, I bet it would have been a little easier. Now, jumping over to Friday's favorites, I paired up some of Stan Lee's cameos against one another. And boy, has he had a lot of cameos throughout these Marvel movies. So I narrowed it down to my favorite 20. Let's see which ones were your favorites. Between Iron Man 1 and The Hulk, his Hugh Hefner cameo came out on top. Iron Man 2 versus Civil War, and of course, Tony Stank is a winner. Doctor Strange versus Thor. And it seems like Thor just snuck by by a bumper. Captain America versus the Avengers cameo. And the Avengers cameo got Checkmate, Spider-Man Homecoming versus his best cameo to date in Thor Ragnarok. And Thor Ragnarok cameo is our winner. Iron Man 3 versus Dark World. And of course, Iron Man 3 came out as a 10. The Winter Soldier versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And now this was a no-brainer as the Guardians of the Galaxy cameo is our winner. Black Panther versus Captain Marvel. Now, I'm extremely upset about this one as Mallrats is still to this day one of my favorite movies. And this cameo should have easily won. But instead, Black Panther is our winner. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 versus Age of Ultron and Excelsior Age of Ultron 1. Last up, our Ant-Man cameo versus our Ant-Man and the Wasp cameo. And Ant-Man takes the win. Thanks to everyone that played along this week and make sure you are following at Mr. Marvel's Minutes on Instagram so you don't miss out on all the fun. Usually I would get into some news and rumors here, but I have a lot of rumors. So we are going to save that until next week, hoping that a few of these rumors become news. Before I wrap it up, I have a few announcements. For starters, I will be having a guest spot on a new upcoming podcast, The Fan Club Podcast. This is a husband and wife team who are polar opposites experiencing each other's fandoms for the first time. So go ahead and check them out on Spotify and Instagram at the Fan Club Podcast. I will also be making an appearance soon on 
Empire Radio, a Star Wars podcast that's all about Star Wars. So check them out on Spotify and Instagram at Empire Radio Podcast. They're also part of the Needlessly Nerdy Network. And you're probably asking yourself, what is that? Well, the Needlessly Nerdy Network is a conglomerate of podcasts and blogs that provide entertainment, news, and reviews about all things nerdy, including movies, TV, books, video games, tabletop games, cons, pulp culture, and more. So for more nerdy podcasts, head on over to needlesslynerdy.com. You can also click the links in the description for this episode. If you are enjoying Mr. Marvel's Minutes, please take the time to leave me a rating and review on whichever platform you are using. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family so they can join in on all the fun too. Make sure you click that little bell so you'll get notified first when we release a new episode. As always, thanks for listening and make sure you are following me on all social media platforms. Just search Mr. Marvel's Minutes. Mr. Marvel's Minutes is brought to you by Crafts by Spooky Blonde, where it's spooky, but with some pixie dust. Just search Etsy for Crafts by Spooky Blonde. You can also become a Patreon to help us keep the mic on. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.